quiz question for lunch. Ask any questions. <laughs> the answer <will> be no. <laughs> well, I'll thank you for your time firstly. Can I ask where you were born? Oh, a place called Newmerca, which is next to the side of our mortal enemies of football, all things. And, and But I don't tell anybody. So this leather can in the bag when I was born at Newmerca, which is 15 miles from there. That's where I grew up. We come from the side. Right. But you are born in Newmerca. Born in Newmerca, yeah. And it's, it's a bit of a secret. It's a bit of a secret that the rivalry between Newmerca and the side is so intense that I remember once, uh, a long time ago, Newmerca beat us by 10 points or something at the football. But we had 25 points of rain more next week or so. Little Lee said we beat the bastards in the rain anyway. <laughs> Yeah, 25 points of rain. There's always been that rivalry between the two teams. Oh, yes, that, this has happened between all neighbours, doesn't it? No big clubs, football particularly. So you grew up in Nathalia? I grew up in Nathalia, yeah. Okay. What did your parents do for a living? Farming. All, all the farm. All farmers, all farmers, all farmers. They were all farmers, girls and boys, right down to this generation. Yeah. So, yeah. so where you lived in Nathalia, you, on the farm was it? On, yeah, a, on a, just yeah. a, what was what was the farm like? It was a, a mixed farming, sheep and wheat, and then came irrigation and uh, still sheep and wheat. And, uh, yeah, that's the that's that's, uh, that's the area. Then then after the war, when I went out then after the year now, I went out to my own farm, which was north of the side of the new irrigation area. Huh? Yeah. yeah, and then sort of migrated into cows because I had kids, and I need monthly income. Uh, hasn't dawned on you yet that, but you can find it happens. You have to money coming in every month for the yeah, money. And so I drifted into cows and so I milked cows as I came. Well, I came back to Melbourne at Francis' instigation because he was growing Richmond down there and yeah. uh, and it suited me. But he gave me the chance to come back and, and I came but uh, and, and have not certainly not regretted it uh, because uh, farms are dear and I had four sons. I think I had five. Five, I think. I've got four now, I lost one. Uh, yeah. uh, how long has how long has um, Francis had the news agency? We've been there for a few years. We had we're down at Taronga for three years. Yeah. Uh, I think about eighteen years in total. Mm. They're good. So I think we're three years at Taronga and I think we've nearly been fifteen years there at uh, at uh, Canterbury. Have you been back to Nathalia? Yes, I kept. I don't. Since I've, I didn't sell my farm until 1984, yep. and so I used to go from pubs to milk and cows and back to pubs. And and I sort of uh, when we started to open a pub on Sunday, I thought it was time to give that away. And that's not quite true. But uh, when you milk your cows seven days a week, and if you've got to milk your bloody poor on drugs seven days a week, it's a piece of bullshit. <laughs> So, but then I was in hotels and that, and that suited me very well. And I've uh, got the kids read. They're all doing well. They're all doing better than poor old father. But they don't give much away. In fact, that Steve was a plumber. When I got married to Joyce, Joyce had no children. Joyce was never in Kaiser. I said, there must be something wrong with you. I haven't been able to find what's wrong with it. Yeah. But uh, yet, and uh, uh, and so it's good. But so she looks after my children to the extent that she knows when their birthdays are. Yeah. And again, the grandchildren's birthdays, and I know I'm very good at that. I've become a great grandfather, not because I was a good grandfather, yeah. but I suppose it's because I'm great. 
No, modesty is probably not mine. Francis is terribly modest. You know Francis, don't you? Yes, no, terribly. Bloody war, you should. Modesty, you know, uh, too much. It's, it's, uh, I think it doesn't suit me anyway. Uh, I think if you're, I think if you're good, you can well, tell people if you're good, just in case they don't know. Don't you think? Yeah. Or wear a sign, or yeah, wear a hat. But and you just had your birthday recently, did you? Pardon? You just had your birthday recently. No, I've got another one coming up. I've, I've got, got one coming up. I'll keep looking forward. Oh, okay, right. I don't look I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you're, you're, you're I'll be 80 in February, if you, want, if you want to know. There's no secret about it. I'll be 80 in on 3rd of February. You obviously would have played football as a kid. Yeah. Uh, so you would have gone to school in Nathalie? Yeah. Right. I, uh, in my time, you could only play cricket and football, and if you're a bit of a sissy, you played tennis, and then when you got old, you played golf. And that was the only choices there were in my time. So, so were you good at any other sports, apart from football? Oh, well, you would know that. I was... I think, uh, I think I was a better cricketer than a footballer, really, but uh, only because I built more like a cricketer than a footballer. If I had my chime over again, I'd love to play baseball. I reckon baseball's a great game. What is it about baseball that makes it such a good game? Well, I like fielding, mm. cricket, and so you, most of the time with baseball you field, don't you? Mm. That's right. Well, right. the defence has the ball. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just reckon it's a very good, good game. And you get a second bat, second, second bat like cricket, going in, you're out, you're out, and uh, that's the point you get for that week, isn't it? And the game can go on until someone actually wins. There's yeah. No draws or anything. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. But then I've never played it very much, so I'm not qualified. Oh, but I've played enough to know I'd like to play baseball. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but in the early days, didn't they play baseball before a football match? They did. They did. Is that maybe where an interest came also from? It would have been. Yeah. Would have been. Well, well, we played rounders, of course, with the girls sometimes. That's a bloody good game to play with the Sheilers. We didn't want to tell the Sheilers. No, I was... Like, would, you, would you get to a game early to watch the baseball? Yeah, but I didn't see many games, you know, uh, being in the country. But I, I put in a year at Xavier College, and I, and I went then. Um, and that was... Yeah, I actually enjoyed I enjoyed, enjoyed the baseball. I heard... Uh, I guess it was... I don't know, it was the Riley... Someone who played baseball in Sydney were also playing cricket for Australia and they could throw the other hand. Um, which, and they, they ran someone out because they, they could throw with their other hand. I don't know how they did it in baseball, but uh, uh, make a better player, wouldn't it? They could throw both hands, just whip the glove off, I suppose. So do, you, do you follow the American baseball at all? No. No? No. Uh, well, no. Mm. Uh, no, but it's a, it's a very good game, and, and it's pretty baseball had that scandal. Bugged it up, didn't it, really? They had that scandal years ago that they were tossing games. Oh, yes. I've got a proposition to you. Have it ever transpired that our umpires were were under scrutiny for for picking up a dinner in the back pocket? Wouldn't that be a... Wouldn't that that bugger our game, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, that's true. They'd go back through and then they'd say where it were. Bart had flipped a free kick in front of goal, and that was the only free kick for holding the ball that day. And uh, uh, when they went back, would it hurt the game? You think? Well, that game depends on the umpire so much, doesn't it? As opposed to say soccer, when it's a long man come out and hand you a red card, you're terrified, it's cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars or something. And but I mean, with baseball, when they had the scandal, they they they've come back out of the scandal. You know, they well straight yeah. after the scandal, Babe Ruth debuted, so they right. had somewhat something to look forward to. Indeed. Yeah, you're yeah. Um, so, 
even though the scandal probably would have rocked the game at that, I wasn't around at that stage, it still seemed to have got itself out of the, uh, the problem. Yeah. You had a choice, would you rather play in the era that you played or in this era? Much rather play in my era, yeah. Yeah, for that reason. We knew, we had a pretty good idea when it was a free kick. Uh, before our time, that the captains decided it was a free kick, and I think they got on better than our three bloody umpires, really. <laughs> Can I just talk about Natalia for a moment? Yes. Can you tell me just briefly about your, your football at Natalia? Obviously, as a real youngster, you, you I, I grew up with Natalia, as I said, and I always aspired to play with Natalia. Uh, my father played for Natalia. My father, we are lucky in this that the herds at Richmond and the Burks, the herds at Essendon and the Burks at Richmond have only father, son, and Holy Ghost, as far as I know. Father, son, and grandfather that have played for that one club, but my the old people, my father was the best of the lot of us. He jumped six foot three or four high. He never played league football, uh, and could run. Was a top athlete. Won a hurdle to stall in nine hundred nine. Really? Uh, yeah, top athlete. Uh, and Van was uh, was a successful farmer. Started from nothing, and uh, but he was a, in a very good. Very good athlete, so much so that Bob, thought his name yesterday, coached. Uh, his name came up when Jackie Hale was buried last week. Uh, Bob, I was going to try and change the rules in Bendigo League because he won so many premierships for Santos. Bob uh, he had a sort of really shown up coaching, and he came to Northville and then he went to Hawthorne. Yeah. When he went to Hawthorne, Hawthorne were a bottom of the heap and they're trying to be improved and he, he put in the rule when you get it you kicked it before that uh, they're trying to do smart things with handball and kicking stamp kicks and that sort of thing and they weren't good enough to do it mm. he said no get it and kick it well then they were getting a kick and they're kicking something like 821 <laughs> on a successful day and then after it's got to be good players, and, but that was the traditional style of Hawthorne to play. And, and Bob McCaskill said that, said it, and Jackie Hale came behind him, uh, and with the same idea. And uh, and then bought in. John Kennedy was his uh, apple pupil, and uh, that, Hawthorne is still playing like that now, aren't they? Uh, it takes a very strong coach, new coach, to change the traditional style of play of a club. Geelong had that style with you know, kicked it across the ground, across the, across the other side of the ground. It's become sort of fashionable now, but they can they can do it now because they kick so much better. They kick better than we, we did with both feet. And, uh, and they can do it. It shift the, shifts the, uh, you know, down here, come down the other side like undoing the zip. Uh, yeah, but yeah, my father was a very good athlete, that was the other side. In, in Natalia, what position would he play on the field, you know? Was he a, a forward? He played in ruck, and Bob McCaskill named my father the best player he ever saw. In the end, days gone by, what they call it, have an over-50 program once a week, came on the radio, mm. and uh, it featured uh, a well-known general sportsman or person. And they asked him the best football he ever saw, and he named my father, which was a big rap for a country football, never played league football. Uh, that was a very good athlete. So if, went up, if I went up to Natalia, would, would the exploits of your father's football be... Well, dead. <laughs> on, I mean, on honour boards or... No. I, I've got some medals. He won. Yeah. Got some medals there. So, obviously... He was a very good player. Do you know where his passion for football came from? No. Do you know where his passion for football 
I think, from the, there's, and in my opinion, there's no doubt that, that the Irish-Scotch influence on our community has been immense in that the love of sport for uh, tossing the cobra and running and jumping, and that we got that from the old Irish and Scotch people. They, they love it. They love a champion. The Irish. There's a horse or a dog or a or file up or uh, boxing. Any he's a champion, he uh, can do no wrong. So with Les Darcy, you wouldn't know much about Les Darcy, would you? Uh, died pretty young, Les, didn't he? Yeah, he was very well informed. Very well informed. That just he used to say Les Darcy failed up and Don Bradden, the three can up people for Australia. Darcy in his time was, uh, but then uh, his name was blackened with uh, war time. And, and, uh, we're very we Australian people are very can be very critical. Can be very twisted. Yeah. Yeah, well, if you know Barrack for Richmond, uh, he died, I said, but he grew up going to Barrack for Richmond, both Labour and some of the bloody things. Like, I suppose he didn't blow it, didn't grow up. That's true. So, when you were, as a youngster in Natalia, who did you, who did you follow in the VFL? Did you keep an eye on the VFL? Yes, I did. I did more. I could, uh, I could name Collingwood's side from Backwinder now, but I don't. In there. <laughs> Go ahead. Have a look in there. In there, there's a. What's the other half of it? Yeah. It, it, it is of interest, this, but you'll, you'll, you will you will be amused, I'm sure. Uh, I played. The real star makes a comeback anyway. I don't really, but, but the story is this. Yep. Go ahead. Um, that. I went to, the Air, went to Sydney in the Air Force and, we, and, and started the season they called these uh, uh, game out of Erskineville and I went out to uh, Jack Regan, the great Jack Regan was in the Navy at South Sydney and he was to make his comeback this same day <coughs> and the rugby the rugby uh, uh, journalist didn't know like a rugby forward he's a front rower isn't he? Yes, that's correct um, they'd notice between a, between a forward and a, and a full forward. And so, and so, but Jack Regan was full back, you see. Yes. Which he, which he thought, which I thought, kicked goals. So they were waiting. Jack Regan didn't turn up this day. <laughs> and I went out and dropped out and kicked, and kicked a goal, and I thought, this is Jack Regan. Well, I got Jack Regan's marvellous record, played in five premierships for the great track of Collingwood side, 28 to 32, and, and, uh, I played against Jack after us. Mine is, I wonder who that was. I always wonder who that was. But that, it was me. Uh, so I got all great Jack Regan's record after Frank Burke made his return to football at Erskineville Oval on last, today. The paper came out. Sydney used to have Saturday night papers in those days, mm. long before we had oh, the Sunday papers printed the night time before, of course. And, and I got all Jack's record anyway. Uh, uh, so. And, the, and because the journalists didn't know the between front and back. That's how well informed they were on Australian rules at that time. So which team did you barrack for? I barracked Collins. Was there a childhood hero? Regan and Coventry would be my heroes at that time. I said to Jack Regan when I was a kid, Jack, you were my hero. He said, that's nice of you to say that, Frank. When I was a kid, Harry Clover was my hero and he played his last game against me. And I think Jack Regan played his last game against me. Yeah, that must have been a thrill playing against a childhood hero. It was. And look, I, yes. And 
when again it's meant to play at full chord Jack's there and it's the black and whitest thing I reckon I've ever seen in my life but he was blacker than a crow and whiter than a fairy he had he had his uh, hair done black hair cut short back and sides of course very black and and his black was black and his stripes were white and his socks were and his boots were black and his socks were black but anyway, he really was magnificent really to come down to play against him and he was a good looking man as well really Jack but um, Black and white. Were you nervous playing against him? Playing against a childhood? No, I don't suppose so. I don't suppose I was nervous, but, uh, but Jack suited me because uh, he didn't knock it out. He just tried to mark with me, and I was yeah. younger and taller than Jack, and, and uh, that turned out all right. But, but uh, uh, in fact, uh, if you, if you, I might have a bit of a boast. I kicked twice Collingwood School by myself at Victoria Park. That's a fairly big, big thing to say, isn't it? Nearly twice Collingwood scored, kicked 7-5 and they kicked 2 18. <laughs> and Oppie played against uh, Lou Richards. And I heard Lou talk afterwards and said, when I, used to, when I went to play Richmond, so I used to, used to wish the game was over. I'd read uh, Oppie down on the, on the back line and Billy, Billy, uh, Rowe for Richmond, which, did that, which was the toughest. Uh, 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 Billy uh, Wilson. Wilson. Everyone thought Billy was, was right-handed, he was left. In the pack, he do left-hand uppercuts. He wouldn't, wouldn't get it. And, um, but he said, but then, of course, Richmond used to win the fights in those days, so the football, didn't they? That's true. Yeah. Whilst up in the parlour, how did you keep track of everything that was happening in the AFL? We had radio, we went to, and, and, and uh, he was a kid, I was a kid for Father's Argus, up and down the street on the way to Wisdom. I've never owned a push bike in my life. Because when I want to push by and get a new horse to, to ride to school, mm. and, uh, but uh, I said to borrow a push bike, I learned to ride it, of course. Mm. Uh, so, you're a big fan of the Argus kicking football. <laughs> My father got the Argus, yeah. You had to be willing for me to know what the Argus was, but uh, yeah. And so, did you used to commentate as you had the footy kicking the little Argus around, Reagan now coming? I'd go to the cows on Saturday night and then they'd be broadcasting the football and I'd be uh, rehearsing how Harvard kicked that goal. And, uh, uh, I saw him right in the other day. Uh, he was talking about Hopkins himself and he said how he had bandy, not bandy legs, but pigeon toes, which I didn't know. I didn't know told me when I was a kid. Good company had pigeon toes. No, no, he was perfect, perfect, perfect. Good company. Yeah. Um, I never met Good Company. I saw him. I never met him, uh, but he was. Uh, I think he might be a nice fellow. Good company. Mm. Uh, I met Sid, and I met. Uh, yeah, but they were. Did you become friends at all with Jack Regan, or would you only see him on Twitter? No, I didn't become friends. He became. He went off to be a bro- religious brother at one stage, Jack Regan. Uh, the what, sorry? A religious brother. Okay. Uh, it would have been after he played football, I expect. Uh, but no, I didn't. Uh, I think he was a very nice fellow. He, 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 they tell me he came into Collingwood on a push bike and asked for a game. And uh, he started off centre half forward and went to full back. Uh, and was well seen Collingwood. He was in the team of the century, Collingwood, I think. Uh, sorry, and then, yes, come on. Didn't make the AFL team of the century. No, he wouldn't. Uh, well, Fairly, it's a fairly. Uh, George must be off the phone, would you say? I reckon it's a fair chance. It doesn't ring. 
only rings out here generally, but you've seen the change today, it's just ringing in. Yeah. So, whilst you're up in Nathalia, uh, did but, you ever travel down to view any footy matches? Yes, uh, but very occasionally, very occasionally. Maybe grand finals? Or? I saw I saw Collingwood play Richmond in the grand final. I'm not sure what you're going to be. I came down to the Melbourne show with my father. Right. It was, I still remember it so clearly. Uh, in fact, I thought of it the other day when I went to see a friend of mine from Melbourne Hospital and we stayed at a pub just up the top there. Hotel's not called that now, it's called uh, whatever it was. And over the road was what they called the Haymarket. That's where the Melbourne Hospital is now. That's going back a bit. And there were neon lights with the uh, turf, uh, turf cigarettes or this and that. And that used to really uh, remember that quite clearly, the flashing on of turf. Turf cigarettes and that too, and uh, but we saw Richard play Collingwood, and my father barred for Richmond, but then I didn't know he didn't, he didn't make a fuss about it. And, and Collingwood came out before the game started, when the seconds game was on, yeah. excuse me, and walked around the boundary, just walked walk around the whole I don't know, 19 of them or 20 of them, or, or just 18, I don't know, before the seconds game was over, and they uh, had you know, Shoulders and that, they just you know, like great bloody bruises and those weird little pictures and that too. I've never seen that happen before. They just walked around the ground. They walked around the ground. Oh, the second game was on. on yeah, they hadn't finished. This is prior to the grand final. Yeah, prior to the grand final. One of the grand finals in the, the 20s. And, uh, I think Richard played Collingham, I think, uh, uh, that day. So I reckon it was about, oh, about 1930. Jeffy used said to be the most frustrating period of his life. They were runners up to Collingwood, I think, four years out of five or three out of five. Richard were, and uh, finally they broke through, you see, in 32. And uh, 32 and 34. But uh, Checker wasn't, I don't think Checker was coaching, yeah? Uh, I think Checker coached at 32 and then Did left. He? Yeah. Go to Melbourne with Percy Haynes. That's right. The Percy went over first, didn't he? That's right, and then I think he, he had a, he asked, Checker to come over and he could do the job at his printing factory. Percy had a, I was speaking to Frank Hughes Jr., who's who's uh, Who? who's in Frank Checker Hughes's son. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he lives yeah. in uh, Hawthorne, I believe, from memory. And he was telling me about. I said, you know, why did Checker I, leave after the grand final? And he said because he could, Percy could offer him a job. Yeah, him. yeah. See, Checker told me that uh, after the war, Checker got a Checker got a, a military decoration. Did you know that? I wasn't aware of that. <coughs> I forget what it was. I only saw it lately. I didn't know. Um, and so he would have been a pretty fierce soldier, same checker. Yes. And, but he couldn't get a job. He said to pull his hat down over his eyes and when he pick up the doll was a, was a humbling experience. Uh, he was an old digger and that, and uh, he didn't have a job. Right. And uh, so getting a job would have been very important. When did, when did you first meet Checker Hughes? I, was, I, went, I nearly went to Melbourne. I nearly went to Melbourne before. I, story of my coming to Richmond. Yep. To, uh, you know, I, Percy Page came up to see a fellow play in the grand final. We were playing Berrigan, I think. And as it transpired, the bloke he used to come up to see was playing on me that day and he changed his mind and interviewed me. Uh, I only found out about that afterwards. And you weren't aware that Percy Page was there? That was Percy. I didn't know Percy Page was there, no. And, uh, and so he came to see my mother, a very courteous man, and my mother thought he was a wonderful man. And, uh, 
your father would have thought, hello, he's from Richmond. <laughs> yeah, and so that's how I came to go to Melbourne. This is before the war, before, before the war. And that's how I met Percy Page and, uh, and, 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 and Chet Hughes. So how close were you to go to Melbourne? I trained there. Trained at Melbourne. This is around, you probably can't recall it's what about year. 19, this is 39, after 3940 right. in, in, those, in those holidays, yeah. But then war came on and things changed and uh, then I came back. When I was trained to be a pilot, I was at Manella, and we had a fluke football side. And it was uh, one of those teams that turned up after the war, they nearly all played league football. But they were just kids, mostly trainee pilots, and uh, and we and our captain was a bloke called uh, became captain of Australian cricket afterwards. Uh, uh, he played in the centre, and he was a flight lieutenant. And Geelong didn't play league football at this time, and so there was a gap. And he, we were winning that football up there against other Air Force places, and that by so much and. And he challenged Richmond on their on their uh, day off, and we were five points up at three quarter time. And they slipped die, die and played a little, and we got beaten. But uh, we came down in the train, and, and uh, uh, some of the like Bertie Harper played for us. He he played 150 games the rest of the afterwards on the wing in the centre, but he couldn't play in the centre because uh, uh, he was our captain. Uh, he was. Uh, and he died the other year too. Nice fellow. He was captain of Australia. Cricket. Uh, was second to the MCC. Okay. Uh, I'll get another cup of coffee. Then I'll, I'll remember his name. That's yeah. it. And you'll, 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 you might want to. I'll never remember you too. Sorry, how old were you? You were. Well, I was born in 22, so I was 22 to 46. That's 24, isn't it? When you came to Richmond? This yeah. is in 46. That's how I came with that game, though. You see, um, Ian Johnson they challenged Richmond on their, on their week off. There was only 11 clubs in the league in the last series of war. DeLong dropped out. And, uh, so we came down the train there, passes, and went back that night, of course. And had to go back and find his bloody aeroplane. Do, do you remember the match at all? Yeah, I played against the Great Ponds Durham, and, and uh, yes. Uh, uh, but Laurie uh, Fleming told me after, said, we can't have uh, a scratch team coming down and beating us. Jack said, so Jack, come out and put the ruck. It's the last quarter of the people keep banging out and we have the bloody wing. Pokers are probably talking. And, uh, so they won. Yeah. 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 Probably got it in here somewhere, I guess. Yeah, so I don't remember all about it. Yeah. But, uh, I, do, I do remember the guy doing this big punch out of the ruck in the last quarter and sort of set which was a light. That was a cup of coffee. I'm fine, thank you. I'm fine at the moment. Uh, that was Jack's. Uh, that was, well, that way, you know. You get a big thump out of the ruck and away you go and pick it up and kick a goal. Crowd cheers. Mm-hmm. Here come the Tigers. Yeah. yeah. And I played against Craig Dark that day. Nice too. Go ahead, John. What's that? Yeah, yeah. Big Apple went to the Fabish Marsh. And they used to bring him down and they couldn't, uh, they couldn't have lunch down the street. They used to have lunch down the park where he would get tied up. Must have his leg would get tied up. Oh. 
It's the opposite to not a pulled muscle. Uh, I'm, I'm gathering. That's, that's great. Yeah, it's a rock. Yes. <laughs> I see him cut it out. I read here about you won the long distance football kicking competition and a picnic at Mount Everland. Won by F. Burke from Laurie Nash. Just um, on to, can I just ask about Chicka Hughes for a second? What yes. kind of gentleman was Chicka Hughes? Did you ever see his picture? He looked like that. Uh, uh, well, I hope so. Yeah, he didn't, Chicka didn't laugh. Chicka came to see me not long before he died. And I was full of admiration for him, but that doesn't tell you what sort of bloke he was. No, no, no. no. Yeah. He came and visited you, did he? Or? He lived. He built a place, I had a pub in Richmond, at, uh, I had the vine in Richmond for yep. five years. And Chicka FVU's lived at Checker Mansions, which he built uh, just uh, there in uh, East Melbourne or yeah, East Melbourne. Yeah, Checker Mansions was called, and, mm -hmm. and he came down to the pub. And he was a he had uh, well, his he made his start anyway in pubs. Checker used he had the pub uh, right by the MC by the Richmond Ground right. in uh, the, the Royal Night. No, um, then he was the Royal. Yeah, the Royal. Then he went down to the other pub in in, uh, in Swan Street. So he would have been an old man at this stage, Chicka. He would have been. He would have been not when he started. No, no, sorry, when he, when he had come to visit yeah, you at the yes, pub. Indeed, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't remember Chicka's wife. Going into my head for this moment. So that, that was the last time I saw Chicka at your pub? Yeah. 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 Uh, he wasn't very old when he died either, Chicka, but he had up and had. Berrigan Hotel rented and uh, he, had, he had money spread around but he would be a wealthy man. But anyway, actually what happened, I always lived in Richmond and I had a telephone and uh, telephones were hard to get, little uh, couples or something like that, don't know better. And so when I was leaving to go to the country in 1940, he said, can I have your telephone, I'll pay you, I'll pay a telephone bill if you transfer your telephone to my house, which I did. And so it was my telephone number. The check was, was his silent number for years. Uh, I knew it had been mine uh, in Richmond, and any but you get transferred. Anyway, get a telephone. Knows to have a to have a second or an or some or a pair or some bloody thing like that. That's how Checker used came to get my number anyway. But I knew him that well, well enough. And I didn't know Checker very well, but I knew him well enough that he could ask me my telephone. And, uh, and as a coach, he was a great orator. Off yeah. the field? Was he the same? I think so. I think so. I never heard him. I never heard him. But I would say yes, sir. Mm. He may have set the standard. Right. I don't know. Because I don't think the great uh, coach at Collingwood was any great orator. Right. Um, as far as I know, but he must be a great coach, just the same. Right. Uh, but Checker was a... Checker went to Tasmania as a coach, you see. That's right. Well, you saw Checker off the, off the field. So, like when he would speak, was it just a... Just like everyone, a normal yeah. talk, not, not raising his voice? Or? When he came into my pub, he sat over, over there in the open bar. Uh, Did you realise who it was when he walked in? Oh, yeah, I knew who it was, but there was no big uh, g'day, Frank. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, 
you're, you're lucky to have me down here, sort of thing. And uh, he just came down to pay his respects to me and just to say good day. He must have had a probably went out for a walk. Yeah. Uh, and he just, uh, well, everybody knew who he was. There, yeah. of course, uh, he had a he had a distinctive face with wrinkles on it too. Uh, but I think he had there was a young man. Those wrinkles on his face. Did you okay. see? Yeah. Did young pictures of him? No, I don't. Well, he would be in the old pictures, but I don't know that he was a great player, Checker. Yeah. Was he disappointed about the grand finals that they lost? Yes. He said to that me, it's the most frustrating, I think the word was frustrating. Frustrating, I think was the word he used. Disappointing, it had to be disappointing too. Um, I yeah, it would have been disappointing. Through, I've got a new brother-in-law yep. who played a few, few games at Geelong, but, but he's got a scrapbook and I saw where umpire McMurray took the ball off Sheehan in the 10 yards group who's too long kick, took too long to kick out from goal and gave it to Bob Pratt to kick a goal. And wouldn't that have, <laughs> wouldn't that have brought down the bloody uh, stands? Tiger Town, but I think it might have been down at Geelong. Maybe the umpire was in awe of Bob Pratt, or maybe he was one goal away from kicking 100 or something. Now, as Richard playing South Melbourne, gave it, no, he gave it to Pratt. It should have to be up here mm. somewhere. And it was McMurray. But I was thinking then the other day when they put up that point after three quarter time or something, yeah. that, uh, wouldn't that have brought down the bloody grandstand? Of course, it would have Yeah, that's true. Wouldn't that have been? And that's one of the weaknesses of our game. I didn't many harken back to that, but we can, the rules can be so become a matter of opinion, don't they? And, yeah. and, and, and can make the vital difference of the game. Yeah. So much so, if the umpire was a bit crooked. Well, we've had crooked umpires in the past, particularly in the country. Uh, when they used to bet a lot on the football, you see in days going by in the country, and uh, they'd bring up an umpire from Melbourne for the grand final, well, there'd always be sort of a representative go down and meet the train. Come up to the umpire in the, in the, in the train and, uh, and uh, suggest that uh, you know, he could help the picture. And he'd be in his pocket. He might even got more specific than that. And, uh, and, and they would have recouped their... Uh, umpire money out of there, what they bet. Betty buggers up these games, does it? Bugger that, bugger that creek. I read here in your scrapbook talking about your first practice match with Richmond. So you had to come from Nathalia, obviously. What, did you just yeah, caught so the train down, did you? Just got a train down. Just yeah. by yourself? Yes, oh yes. Had your footy gear with you? No. Happy. Did you have your football gear with you? Have in the bag, yeah. They gave me a glass and bag at Richmond. Uh, uh, it was made you very important. Yeah. And so, did someone meet you at the train station when you arrived, did they? I think Murray Fleming did. Yeah. Murray Fleming was a great person. I, uh, I Murray Fleming, but, but I, I, I lost. I should have looked after No, Murray's wife. She, she died and I didn't know anything about her. But she was a great person, too. Very, like a Richmond person. Mm. And, uh, she grew up. She was a. I think Murray met her at the Trades Hall. She was secretary to someone at the Trades Hall, mm. Murray Fleming's wife. Uh, and Murray was, assist, was assistant secretary of the manufacturing grocers' employees. Did you know that? No, I wasn't aware of that. That was his, that was his job in life. But assistant secretary to the manufacturing grocers' employees. And it was a fairly good job in those days. There are a lot of them. There are a lot of uh, manufacturing grocers' employees in Australia in those days. Uh, it says, you, what, what was it? What part of your game was it that caught the interest of 
Percy Page and, and the late of the Richard. Oh, well, I suppose I played fairly well. When Percy Page came up to see, yes, I played against the bloke he came to see, and, right, and yeah. I kicked a few goals in the grand final. Right. When I was only maybe 17, I suppose. Maybe 17. So they might, have, they might have a youngster here in the world. Yes, yeah. So they invited yeah. you down to train? Yes, that's how I got to, you know, quite to train, yeah. And I stayed for three or four days at the Percy Page's hotel at, uh, it was at Fitzroy there somewhere. Uh, and how did it come about that? You didn't play with Melbourne, they just... Well, it. war came on, right. see, and very much life chopped off at the socks. Uh, and so then I I didn't I stopped playing football in the country, mm. and then the next thing I'm called up to go to war, win mm. the war for Australia, and, uh, and I went to Queensland for, walking around to Queensland for a couple of years, mm. and uh, then, but then I, my mother wouldn't sign my papers, I wanted to go to the Air Force, probably save me life. Uh, well, they're not the army, and uh, so then I, then I got when I got to be 21, I went to the air force, but right. uh, because they come around recruiting, and, and I was uh, only making up the numbers in the army, and so I got away to the air force, and that's how I came to the air force as a pilot, and, uh, and I started in Sydney, and then came down to Benalla to fly Tiger Moss, and went to Point Cook, and uh, that's I sort of came back into the swim again. You know? mm. then, uh, then I went to England for a couple of years. I really didn't play much football for five years, six years, I suppose. So when I was 24, I sort of, uh, I was making a comeback. But I, I wasn't very experienced, really, truly. So when, you, when, so when you came back to the VFL, right, were you hoping that Melbourne... No. Right, or you, you knew that that was it? Uh, and yeah. how did Richmond get well, interested in you? When I came to Melbourne the last time, Jeff and Blackwell Todd said, said, to be a success in Melbourne, you're going to be a pest. And I quoted that on my wedding day. On my last week, I talked for half an hour, but I didn't say anything because everybody else talked, took over, you know, their brother-in-law and, and everybody talked. And I'm standing up, uh, I was really listening. And Joyce didn't even get a go. So, but it lasted half an hour. Johnny Nix was my uh, best man. Yep. And then Nick's capable of putting a couple of words together too. <laughs> so between, I had first go anyway, and Nick's, I'm not sure how long Nick's went. He's doing it. He's quite entertaining. Uh, Nick's uh, talk uh, on, on the wedding day. So Murray Fleming was the one who showed interest in you? Murray Fleming, I was saying, like, how come you commission? Because Murray was not a pest, but if, but Murray would, because uh, got his, she on you, got a lot. See now, for instance, when I went to England, Murray sent me uh, the grand final pictures and pictures of Richmond and a bit of a thing on them and that, you know. And uh, why, would, why would why would he do that? Because he's being a pest. No, he's not being a pest, but he, he had he had me in his sights. Right, there. So he heard about you, obviously. I yes, yes, indeed. I, I played against Richmond, you see, on that in the practice game, uh, and so I was in the I was in the sights, uh, and and I got Bob Borden's number. 23, and uh, uh, Murray was very good on those things. And, oh, I've got a five-year. Uh, half a game with Richmond in 1943, and played two seasons after, which made me eligible for a five-year certificate. Francis William. My father was Francis William. Yeah. And Francis, you know, is Francis William. Uh, same name. That's a fairly big compliment, isn't it? 
Yeah. In, your, in your practice match for Melbourne against Richmond, I don't know how much of it you remember, but it must be ironic considering you played your first practice match against the team that you were eventually yeah, going to play yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... Well, yeah, it was a long time to play against Shane McGrath and I was in the Air Force with his brother. And uh, those things go round and round. You know, uh, perhaps Shane McGrath broke a bone in the ankle. How did you play in the practice match? Play pretty well? Oh, right, I think. Well enough. So, so Murray's, uh, Murray's invited you down, he sent you all these photos and everything, and you finally succumbed. Well, I was in England when he sent me the photos, and, and uh, yeah, and my father wrote and said that Mr. Beaton in the grand final was not a big man's day, which my right. father said. Ah. But, uh, I've still got the card there, he said. My father wrote to me twice in those four or five years of the way with you. So, so whilst you're in England, did you think when you come back that you'd go to Richmond? Did you have to make this No, decision? I came home to, to go back farming, because I'd farmed for three years before I went away, but mm. when I came home, didn't need to put that, but my brother had grown up, you see, and there's only a vacancy for one, and so I had to go and play football to get a job. Right. Uh, and the pay, the for being a football? Say again? The pay for being a Three quid. Guy said to me, just recently, what you do with your three quid? He didn't say it like that. What you do with your three quid? And I was laughing when he said it. We were talking about uh, how much money Dave was getting, how much the kids were getting today, you know. And and, and Dave got five pounds, you see, with mm. it, like another quid somewhere mm. around too, but uh, uh, five quid. It was a fair bit of money, really. True. It's not as much as, say, $100,000, but uh, it was a fair bit of money, just the same. Uh, was was the fact that Jack Dyer was at Richmond, was that an incentive to go to Richmond? No, but he was part of the Richmond, uh, part of the Richmond scene. Mm. Jack Dyer? Yeah, he was a... Yeah. Jack, Jack's a credit to himself, really. Yeah. And Murray Fleming. Murray Fleming might die in this. I think Dyer was the first fully professional football we had in Melbourne. Jack didn't have to get away from... Sports. He had that little lolly shop. He didn't do anything except play football. Jack and uh, but Murray used to build him. Uh, he got him a job writing for the paper and, uh, and and Murray built Jack. I don't know who I don't know who coined the phrase uh, Captain Blood was it Lou Richard who did that. But uh, I I played with Jack and I never saw Jack how to do anything untoward. Uh, Jack didn't hit people, kick people. He uh, he uh, they changed the rules for him. He had to. To fend off with an open hand, mm. but that's what Jack did. But, uh, but he was a very honest player and a good player. Jack ran fourth in the Brownlow Medal once. Uh, you see, and uh, Jack was a very good player, mm. strong, and uh, yeah, he could play as well as the. Uh, oh, I need to dish it out. He, but uh, he, I never saw Jack dish it out. He, he, was, he played at the board, he got in the road bad luck. As a coach? Jack was an old fashioned coach, right? He'd kick boys straight down the centre. That was, uh, you know, Polly, Polly Perkins did the same thing. We'd mark at your back, but big kick straight down the centre. Uh, that was the way to play in those days. But but, yeah, but Jack was. I used to do the lectures for Jack when he'd go around, and uh, I had, I had, uh, I'll tell you something, please. But I'll tell you also was not that modest. But I used to do the talking for Jack. Jack could always hand it over. You know, went out to a sportsman's night. I used to do. The Rooking and that asked me what I thought. And I said, My idea of modern football is, is the old keeping softs we played as kids with the tennis ball, and uh, which is the way Collingwood played. And 
we were full of admiration for Collingwood. That's how, that's how Dyer probably got to uh, come and coach you or come and play at Richmond. Now we had him. Jack was full of admiration for Collingwood's style of play as well, but that was like he didn't know about that really. But uh, I saw, I walked into the room years after this, because that was my style of play. I, I was a handball in that. Mm. Uh, sort of ahead of my time in that period. I, but I, I knew there was something missing from what I believed, and I walked into the Richmond room one day after the team had gone out on the ground, and Lynn Smith had, had his notice on my board and said, got to get the ball through the goal in the quickest possible time. Time factor, see. Not, not to be the most direct, but the quickest possible time. And I think that is a, I think that is still the thing. When we make a stake at Richmond now, I think we fuck around a bit uh, and board one or the other. And all that time, uh, yeah, men have been picked up down the ground. Mm. Uh, that's, a, that's a time factor that comes up. Thing. If you're going to kick 20 goals a day, you don't waste too much time, can you? But anyway, that's the time factor, is it? Well, it's it's tomorrow. It's it's round 14 starts tomorrow, and it was in that round 58 years ago that you debuted. What? You debuted in round 14 in 1943. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So technically, yeah. it's yeah. it's this round 58 years ago. <laughs> When I was the youngest player in the team, I never thought it would be the oldest. I'm <laughs> past that now. Now, what can you remember about your first game? I'll show you the picture of my first goal, and, and through a fluke, it's in there for one thing, and for another, for another. Fluke is the Jack. Uh, it's an interesting story, Jeff Dory told you. He played for Essendon now. So this is what uh, the first game. Oh, tell you all the stories he told it to me, Jack. Uh, going over in his scrapbook anyway. But that picture, that picture, that's my first darling league football. Uh, was it your first kick? Might have been your first kick too. Would have been. Richmond full forward against Fitzroy on Saturday. O'Brien full back had no chance to stop his shot. I wrote that myself. Yeah. So, could I just ask you about your first game of league footy? Just your memories of yes. it. What do you remember like? As Charlie Callender was property steward. That's right. And Charlie Callender, that, well, there's always said that Charlie wanted the chewing gum back before you got, a, got, got one place. But, uh, but Charlie gave me a slurp of uh, brandy or whiskey to settle the nerves. Well, when I ran, I, I, I was so dry in the mouth and this bloody whiskey and brandy, I was out of breath. Uh, that's, uh, that's the start of it, anyhow, that's the start of the game. Uh, and uh, Fred Houston was the captain coach of Fitzroy, and I was trying to make him set a half forward, but he came back down on me after, after a while. And, uh, I played against Fred Houston then, late in, on that day, that's right. And I was wondering why I was tripping, but I realised the producer used to tap your heels. It's a very clever thing to do. Uh, and yet, the umpire didn't see it, and I did. It was so, uh, so clever. Yeah. So your opponent on that day was, on your first game, 
Maybe it's prosecution. I'll phone you this chapter first, and, and then and then O'Brien, then and then Fred. It was not. It was a failure. Sent half forward. Came down. No. Anyway, came down. Played fullback. Right. You 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 started obviously full forward. You yeah. started. Full yeah, forward. yeah, yeah. I'd play anywhere else. So, <laughs> so your first goal. Do you remember how it all came about? Get, I know I picked it up forward pocket and ran the front of the goal. Was it left? The natural thing to do was left foot up. It worked many in my time to kick both feet. Not many, right. So were you a natural left or right footer? All right, okay. So your first goal with your, was with your yeah, outfit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I had to, from the that forward pocket, left foot for going from a standing shot, but that, uh, I think my left foot was better for snap it, but I couldn't kick it as far. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That only is my opinion. But uh, it's about... Uh, Come to the shop now and again, quite often. He lives over at Canterbury Street. I'll get his name before I tell you the story. That's Talk right. You've talked to him. Um, so your first game was at Punt Road? That was the old Brunswick, Brunswick Street over up Brunswick Street, and the old the Fitzroy home ground. So running out onto the ground, would have been a fair crowd. Chock a box. Were you nervous? I suppose I was. No, it's nervous if you get up anyway. Did your family come and watch you? No. I don't know my father ever saw me play. My brother probably did, but no. What's the, what's the one memory you remember, the one image you remember from your first game? Is it something that always sticks in your head? I remember that first goal. And I remember Charlie used Charlie to me the bloody whiskey and I couldn't breathe. Now, did you do that? Did you keep doing that before your matches? I think you must have done that. Must be standard procedure. Yeah, uh, to settle people's nerves. Uh, mm-hmm. But I didn't need didn't need that. But it should have been watered down with water, so that sure. it so my mouth was so dry. Well, look, it is 58 years ago this round, so I can. <laughs> yeah, so dry that I couldn't breathe properly. How, how did you get to the ground that day? Were you living in Richmond? Uh, I tell you, I tell you about how I got to the ground. I think I went to Murray Fleming because. We're standing outside the ground, and the great Ron Todd came past, driving from up there at Thornbury, wherever he was, past the ground, and Murray Fleming spoke to him on his way down to play with Williamstown. And Todd was on, Todd was a hero of mine too, he was a great player, Todd. I don't know if Todd might have been a gee, close to be as good as Coleman. And that's a big statement, I know. I'm not sure that Todd was not as good a man as Coleman. And he was faster than Cole, and that's a big thing to say too, because I think Todd held the world diamond record talking about baseball. I think for stage one, Todd had held the world baseball running that four squares of, a, of, a, of that. Uh, you can check that out if you like. Yeah. And he told me that, I can't even give you the authority, but uh, he, was, he was very fast. And, and uh, Ron Todd was on whatever it took to go to would have seen 250 quid plus a pound of gold, he was kicking for the... 10, 12, and 15 dollars a day she's down there, and that's just a lot of money. You didn't get paid extra for kicking goals? Pardon? You didn't get paid any extra for kicking goals? You didn't have the wrong t- contract? No, no. Uh, Jack Jones. Right. Think about Jack Jones, as he told me. The bloodbath grand final was in 45, and he heard it in the islands. Listen to it in the islands. And the next, by the time the, the war was over, then after that, and he came, and a friend of his asked him to go down and train at Essendon. And he played in the next five grand finals. That's a big record, isn't it? Yeah. They won two and lost three, I think. Yeah. Uh, Jack Jones played from half back on the wing, and was a very good 
the court requires it. It's claimed five grand fines and successors make requisition. That's, that's... They won two and lost three, I think. Why was the jury played the one game that season? In no, 43? Ah, uh, I was at Cook. I was in the airport, so I was at Point Cook. At the same time? Yeah. Yep. And, and I got to... Two feet taken out in the street, and then it flew up and with called encephalitis. Now, in this day and age, no problem at all. Apparently, in days gone by, terrified dentists, uh, they all died. Gee. Yeah, it was uh, encephalitis and fear thing. And blanket operator on my face when I expected to die. All those clues they had inside of their faces were dropped, and mine was just dropped. Don't they die just as soon? So I'm told. So that was 43. So I didn't play any more that I went back to flying aeroplanes. Then I went to England for a couple of years and flying aeroplanes. Then I came home. I ran out of war. Did you keep Did you keep on footy while you were still in the war? No, because well, well there was no, there was no. Uh, uh, we might have heard someone might have written, written, written said Richmond lost the grand final. My father wrote said Richmond lost that grand final. Murray Fleming wrote, but no, we weren't. Uh, we weren't familiar with it. It was a long way away, and we were busy. Because that forty-four grand final. We were busy. We were busy doing something else. We were Sam. all busy. Uh, Sam. When we weren't, uh, when Sam, we weren't flying airplanes, we were chasing birds. Just giving you a phone. <laughs> Down the pub and, and, uh, and we were under. Oh, Oops, love. Yeah. Oh, it's your age. Sure. Uh, but when we came home, we went really knew everything, experience was going to be, and uh, it, was quite, it was a great time, really. Uh, it was a great time as long as you knew you were going to survive, but no, 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 no one ever thought about dying, it was about somebody else. Had footy changed after you came back from the war? Did it change a lot? I think so. That's probably a good thing. Yeah, still Can the I same. take this, these uh, cups of things out of your work? Sure. You see, at when you get to be my age, which is, and your friends are all dead, you go to the cemetery to see your friends and, and think about to keep in touch is very important. And so your presence here is very important to me. That's very kind. This is Joyce. What's that? Jo Joyce agreed with me. Joyce is the most agreeable person. I've said at our age, I'll say it in a louder voice, I don't speak very loudly, I speak quickly. Joyce, that's why Joyce doesn't know what I'm saying. I'll tell you what, you don't speak half as quickly as my niece. She goes like a train. She probably has something to oh, say. Oh, if we stop, if she hears this, she's in trouble. <laughs> oh, she what I say, I'm sorry, to interrupt. Don't, don't but what I said to Rick was that at, at my age, mm. I'm sorry, your age, at my age, it's difficult to keep in touch with younger people. Yes. That's why I said he was very welcome here today, for very, that reason. Very important that older people have... And that's why I wonder if they can't doesn't pay me anything, you know. If I can get something out of the wages today, I don't do the wages. Now oh. that's telling fibs. He does. Well, I should tell you, I didn't, I didn't come to see Frank. I came for the Anzac biscuits. <laughs> well, that's the put them away from you. He doesn't eat them. No, he put them away from you. Put them down there, red sand. No, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, no, they're fine, they're fine. Yeah, yeah, he said that'd be nice. That's what he said. That's, that's true. That's cooking. In 1946, round one to round nine, this is how many goals you kick. Five, then two, then six, then five, then seven, then six, then three, then six, then one. You had 41 goals. I was 42. I wanted to kick 100 that year. That's what I had them 
want to do. Uh, so I picked Victoria, uh, in Congress, because Murray Fleming. Sorry, this is what year you're talking here? 46, we're talking about. Okay. I was averaging five, and five times 20 is 100. Right. And at that time, I can tell you the players who kicked 100 goals were Bill Moyer, St Kilda, Gordon Cuff, Pratt certainly did. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, I think Skinny kicked 100 one year. Skinny Titus. There were very few. Todd kicked 100. Valens didn't. And I wanted to be the fourth or fifth to kick 100 goals. Did you, did you think you would have? Oh, I was going well enough to do sure. it. Yeah, I was going enough to do it. <laughs> you did pretty well there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, that's that was only a private. But, uh, look, Bill Moyer's not talked about. What a great player he was. Kicked 103 and the side was down the bottom of the list. A bloke called Jack Green at Hawthorne kicked uh, in 80 and 90 when you and Hawthorne were right down the bottom of the list. Uh, we never hear talk about uh, Jack Green at, Haw at Hawthorne or... or um, Bill Moyer kicked 100 goals. He must be a very good player. So, what happened after round 9 of 1946? I didn't need South Melbourne. So, that was that in round 9 you didn't need? Yeah. Right. Uh, what can you remember about that? I remember thinking to myself, I've got to get up high here. And right over the back to get it down the front. And uh, that's what I did my knee, and that's all the interest I took in that game. Uh, I walked off the ground. And, didn't play any more that year. So you actually, yeah. So the injury wasn't that bad. You actually walked off the ground. Oh yes, yes. Did you, you just landed awkwardly? Is that how it happened, or the ground was soft? No, it was just, just like frequently the worst uh, injuries to do by yourself. And I was virtually by myself. Nobody hit me to my knowledge at all, and then just didn't need. Did you think that was the end of your career? Say again. Did you think that that was the end? No, I didn't think so. I didn't think so for a long while, and uh, um, I. There you are. You don't know. You don't know. Really. Uh, and then what happened? Well, I didn't play again that year, and, yep. and uh, I wish to, to go and get fixed up. At first, we thought it'd be all right. Then I tried to play with the new bands and things, and yep. that was a failure. And uh, then I had the operation on my knee, and that was a success. Uh, yep. But I never found that same form again for one reason or another. Well, you, you came back for the first five games of '47. That's right. Uh, now, it seems to be a it seems to be a pattern that second season games of, of uh, promising players is often flat. Mine was no exception. Mm. So I, I was uh, so then I had a wife and a son uh, mm. and, and, and my fortune to be made, and uh, I went back to the took a hotel, mm. Australia, and, and uh, I was. Uh, one of the youngest hotel people in Victoria, uh, and so that was a, that was that was sort of my lead football career. Really, was it your decision to to stop playing for Richmond? Like you, you played the first five games of '47. Yes, it really was. And you just realised it wasn't yeah. the same. I think I think it was my decision. Yes, yeah. and I think uh, and. Richmond didn't give me the sack or anything like that yeah. at all, so much so that I had a conditional clearance. It's still conditional now that I went back to league football and play with Richmond. So that, that was it. They didn't, presumably didn't get up the idea that I might well come back to league football. I didn't. But, uh, that must have been a tough decision to... Well, after a promising start. 
it would be disappointing. It was disappointing, yes, if I had stopped to think it was disappointing, but then we were busy making our way, like you're making your way. You, 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 if someone asked you in 20 years, did you begrudge the time at, uh, in Collins Street, or it is, you wouldn't begrudge the time. It'd be part of your experience in growing up. Uh, it was, I didn't begrudge that. But it was disappointing, yes. I had high hopes I was going to be the first, fourth one to kick 100 goals, and that didn't happen. But then you make other arrangements, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. So is there, is there anyone since then who you've watched who you thought was very similar to you when you played? Uh, well, before I go into that, just quickly, the, what was the feeling like when John Francis run out for his first game? Were you there? I wasn't there, no. Um, I was busy milking cows and other kids, and uh, I couldn't afford to run into Melbourne to uh, see Francis. I know Francis made his own way to his credit. He is a credit to himself. Yeah. The in the shop on Tuesday, there was a card there uh, to give to your son standing on the counter, mm. and uh, it said uh, to my son, I don't know his and, and they said, give it to Francis. I said, if I gave it to Francis, I'd, I'd leave it, I'd run. There's no way I can tell Francis what a great fellow he is. And Francis gets terribly embarrassed talking about his father. My father was the same way, he shook from one foot to the other. But um, Your father, your son did say something nice about you at your 70th birthday. Yeah, it took 70 years, darling. <laughs> it wasn't here 70 years ago. He's, but then that's on official occasion, he can do it yeah. on those occasions. So did you give him the card? Hey? Did you give him the card? No, no. <laughs> It was the day, the day was only half over, in the middle of the afternoon, I might have made tea. <laughs> so you didn't give Francis any words of wisdom uh, on the day, to, before the game? Or no, not, not, not when he was playing, no. Uh, no, that was a, there was a coach, and I had I'd coached enough to wish parents and fathers to get out of the bloody road. Uh, they were the, they we always beat uh, one father, say, my son should be on the half back flag, he should be in the centre, and, uh, and then if you're on the half forward flag, he should be roving, and uh, they were a nuisance, and I didn't want to be a nuisance. That's right. I'd had enough experience. Did you get to see David's first time of football? Yes, uh, went on. Yes, I did. Did was out, and he played against Spider Everett, out at, uh, I think it was David's first game, yes, yeah. uh, and did, did quite well. He was out here at uh, so it put it well, that must have made you proud. Oh, yes, proud. Look, we're, we're human enough to be, but, um, but but I am. I suppose it's true to say I can be flamboyant, but Francis is not. But David, David's pretty witty, you know. He said on television uh, or in an interview and said uh, the question was, uh, <laughs> what did you say, Joyce? About your father. He said, "Oh, I'm like, I'm like Grandpa. I don't know where we got Dad." <laughs> 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 that's, that's good. Don't you think that's a good? That's thing? a very good. Yeah. Very clever. Well, talking to Ron Rifle, I said, "I'm, I'm going to speak to Frank Burke." He said, "Now watch his wit. Watch his zero." Because <laughs> Ron knows I've got a bit of a dry sense of humour too. So he goes, "Now watch it." Oh, yeah. All right. So yeah. have you always had your. Your father's. I don't oh. know your father, but he was witty, wasn't he? He is. Still oh, is. Not, not so wise. He is. He is. 
did you ever hear? Now, I reckon the, one of the best shows your father put on was was taking off Jack Dyer. Did you ever hear him? Yes, I've heard that one. Yeah, and he has Dyer commentating. Jack, yeah, That's Jack. It's uh, on videotape somewhere actually. Oh? At the museum, it's on videotape. Is it? Is it? And the Richmond player flew up and took the ball. And, uh, but Jack told me, like when he got older, he couldn't remember names. Uh, uh, Jack, Jack's very honest, but marvellous how he stayed that long doing it. You've heard me sitting here trying to try to recall names I should know. If they walked in, I'd tell them by his first name or a nickname or something like that. <laughs> but two o'clock in the morning, I'm quite good on those yeah. names. Mm. But I, that's why one of the reasons I keep Joyce. I told him you're on time, dear. Dear. What did you say? I said you're on time. You got 25 years ago before your contract's reviewed. Have you got a contract? We didn't have anything in writing. So she doesn't have a clearance to another husband or anything like that. Like, <laughs> no, Better ask you to have a clearance. Yeah, do you have a clearance in case you get injured or something? I've had plenty of that in the last eight months, <laughs> but not enough to get me out of a marriage. Obviously, your knee injury, Frank, would have been your biggest, the biggest injury you had. Yes. Yeah. 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 That have been your biggest disappointment. Yes. Yeah. But though, looking back, you don't seem to be too. Um, disappointed. No. I mean, you played. No, you? in fact, I was thinking about this morning, and, and I've thought quite often that I've got sort of religious background and sort of what's to be, will be, although I don't mm. really believe that, except if I had not have done nothing, if I, what would I be doing? I would have been, I would have been, I would have been in Melbourne, mm. would have missed out on the experience that I had, uh, even though bad ones. Mm. Uh, Never the place, great place to rear kids, mm. and uh, in France it's been a great uh, compensation. Mm. Uh, I've had a great life. Mm. Uh, people say I had this and that. You can't live to 80 years old, not if somebody did a point this, can you? They can't all be roses all the way. <laughs> well, that begs me to ask the last question. What, what, what's the one thing you've learned from football? Has it taught you anything? Is what? Has it taught you anything, football? You learn. Ah, oh, most have done. Most would have learned. Roy Wright said it. Roy Wright said it, it taught him to have friends and to, to have friendships. Well, uh, it certainly teaches you that, uh, and and you value them. To have played, to have been in a circumstance where you depended on your teammate uh, and get to rely on him is a very valuable thing because there's never been a successful reunion of an unsuccessful side, and. Have you heard that before? No. Well, I, I, I probably didn't. I probably heard someone else say that before. Mm. But uh, and so you remember those people who are your friends, mm. and uh, you depended on them. Mm. I, I played full forward, and, and somebody kicked me. You know, get myself. Uh, someone they kicked it off the bloody ground. Uh, it down there somebody else, didn't mm. they? So you depended on those people. You didn't depend on people, mm. and and to trust people. Mm. I suppose I trust people. I shouldn't trust. But I don't think I've learned that playing sport. But it's a great equaliser sport, great equaliser. And, mm. and I've said to Joyce, I've said to my, my second wife, and Percy Page, I'm crossing Percy Page, football is an entree to society. It's an entree to society. I don't know what concierge means, but, but entree, I know what that means. And it is, instead of being uh, Kevin Bartlett, Kevin Bartlett, the footballer. Kevin Bartlett, the Richmond footballer. And uh, Percy Page had him say that, an entree to society. That's good. Percy Page went to award 16. 
six or seven, I mean, very young. And he said, I didn't say to my mother, if he had his time over again, he would have made a lot of money out of going to the war. He would have. She said to him, what would you have done, Mr Page? And he said, well, I would have had, in England would have got agencies, all the uh, successful agencies, I would have gone to see them, and I would come back to Australia, would be agent for some of the successful firms, and uh, which, but he knew that afterwards, in hindsight, he knew that. Too. On trade aside, it's great to discuss it. Uh, my mother maintained that Ned Kelly worked for, for her father, but she was a Conway. She got a Burke at all. Burke's are, but Conway's aren't. You seem to have a, a great knowledge of little wist, words of wisdom or little wits. Is the one that you always. Is yeah, there a word of wisdom that I you always come back to? I think I have approved little things. Uh, and, yeah. I think I have. Is there one that always you always come back to, or is there something that you always like rush off to hurry back? You mean? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I know it's a silly thing to say, but that's, I, I'll rush off to hurry back. I mean, something like you know, do you say Kesara, Sarar, or is there something that you always? <laughs> I don't know. That's the, I'm very careful about uh, other languages. I'm not very good at it. And, and a good friend of my first wife, who was very well versed in French and would never quote French on that because she has really get such a poor accent and uh, even though she knew to translate and never never ever used uh, say a French expression or because she's too fearful of making a fool of herself. Uh, so I might have that, that in mind too. Uh, yeah. Why do you want the good news or the bad news? I like the good news. Good news is the interview's over. What? The good news is the interview has, has oh, finished. Oh, I didn't know we started. <laughs>